Hello and welcome to the Anti-Football Podcast. My name is Chris and as always I'm joined by the lovely Harry. Harry, how are you doing? How is it down in London? London? Southampton. I'm it's all the same thing, isn't it? It's all the same thing uh, down south. Uh, it's a little storm down here. Uh, been a bit of flooding. But, you know, uh, typical English yeah. weather. Yeah, exactly. Pretty bipolar, isn't it? Like, it's, bit, it's just starting to clear up uh, up at you, so I mean, down there it'll probably clear up in about an hour's time ish. Um, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a good transition, a good segue into football, but I can't think of one, so um, yeah, uh, we'll just hop straight into it. Um, Southampton versus Bournemouth was. Um, First game of the there, the first game week. Um, oh, what the fuck am I on about? Jesus Christ! Like it was the first game of this game week. Was Southampton won Bournemouth three? Go on, Harry. Take it. Take us through it before I turn off everyone listening to this. Um, I don't think that the result was a fair reflection of the game. I mean. Mm. The third Bournemouth goal was pretty much a result of uh, Saints just trying to go all out and get an equaliser. Um, just a very wasteful Saints, and they got punished by um, a much more clinical Bournemouth in the New Forest derby. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you there. Um... I mean, yeah, okay, we were just a typical set-piece corner, like, just makes it 1-0, probably should have been marked a bit better, um, and Harry Wilson as well, like, he is looking like a really good player, isn't he, another brilliant finish from the Welshman. Yeah, um, saw glimpses of that last season with Derby, um... Yeah, um, and what about um, that penalty? Um, Steve Cook, bit of a clumsy challenge on Che Adams and then Ward Prowse converts it. Was that a penalty for you? Yeah, clumsy. Mm. What about what about you? What did you think of it? Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I mean... You could probably get away with doing that sort of challenge, like when it's not in box, because um, I don't really think it wasn't a bad challenge or anything. It was, it wasn't like someone what I think you should be getting like booked for or all like that. Um, it was just like, yeah, it was just clumsy. Yeah, like you said. Um, yeah, I just feel like. Um, shouldn't have been able to get into that position um, and obviously Ward Prowse manages to convert that and then just all out attack really from Southampton from that point on yep and uh, they were unable to find the net so in the dying seconds Ramsdale collects an attack Launches it up to Wilson, and there's a bit of a miscommunication at the back. Wilson just nicks the ball past them, and then taps into the net. Yeah, uh, it's just a, it's your typical counter attack, isn't it? I mean, like um, I just feel like I'll agree with you in that. It wasn't really a fair reflection at game, was that scoreline. Um, I feel like Southampton probably did um, deserve a draw, but I mean, that's something what um, Southampton's been struggling with, really. Apart from the um, Brighton game, they're not really finishing that well. But... Yeah, Che Adams has been a bit of a flop. Hmm. Yeah, He's I mean, um, six times no goals. Yeah, um, I mean, 
I'm not going to say I'm glad we didn't sign him at Burnley, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not working out for him at Southampton. I don't know whether it's because of the system or what, but um, I mean, Southampton fans will be hoping he finds back the net soon. It just shows how deluded he is because he thought that the team was capable of winning the league. Yeah, um... I mean, that, that did get a bit of a chuckle out of me when um, it was first, um, he first said that. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't get, I, I don't get it when people do that, when they like, go to a club and say, oh, and then say like, oh, something completely unrealistic. What, what, was he joking? I don't think it was. I don't think it was because it was um, uh, it was an official video like made by Southampton. So, did yeah. you watch the Premier League last season? Exactly. I mean, they were lucky to stay up with Southampton last season. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you got what else to add on, um, or if we to move on. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, um, we'll go to the, um, early Saturday kick-off then, uh, which was Leicester and Spurs. Now, um, two goals were ruled out by VAR. Um, what do you think about, first off, the Ndidi goal, and then we can get into that Son goal. Um, that was offside, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't I really mean, dispute that then. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it was at least like three or four yards off. But. They did take a lot of time to uh, get to that decision, which I think was. Um, harsh because Leicester fans were you know celebrating for quite a long time uh, yeah I mean um, that is somewhat what it, it always gets brought with AR the, the long wait times and I mean um, yeah it just is sort of needs to get sorted really um, but yeah, uh, and I mean, going about the um, Son goal then, because I'm sure you have some interesting thoughts on that. Um. Son? It was Aurier, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was Aurier's goal, but Son was the one who was offside. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, again, can't really dispute that. Um, it was a really... Good finish from Aurier, but it didn't count for anything. Mm. Yeah, you can't really dispute offside. I mean, if there was like a foul committed in the build-up, then maybe, but offsides are pretty black and white. Unless, you know... It's the Chelsea Liverpool game, which we'll get on to. Yeah, um, I mean, I I do feel like um, it was harsh though. Like literally, it was like a millimeter offside. Like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. The rule is that offside is offside, and I mean, like according to the rules, that is offside. So fair enough, you're giving that. But, I mean, is the rule right? I mean, literally, right, it took him, like, five minutes or something to finally reach that decision that he was offside. And it was only because his um, elbow, I think it was, was offside. Like, that doesn't give, like, the attacker an advantage at all. I mean, like, it's just stupid for me, really. Like, I just don't get it. There needs to be more specification in the rule as to what has to be offside. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it for me, I feel like the rule should be they should have daylight between attackers' feet and defenders' feet. Like, and then it's clear, isn't it? Like, and you're not getting bloody stupid offside yeah. decisions given, uh, like the one on Som. Yeah. It's, it's such a grey area, that. Hmm. Yeah. But that Harry Kane goal, though. Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, we haven't really got into the game. We just discussed um, VAR. Like, how the hell did he score that? I mean... It was flat out ground and he managed to get that in. I mean, personally, I think Aguero's the better striker than Kane. But, I mean, you can't dispute that both of them are world class. And, I mean, especially after that finish from Kane. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I, I, I still can't get my head around how he did it. Yeah, I know it's... Mental, isn't it? I mean, um, wait. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how we did it. Um, I mean, I know this makes for great podcasting. Both of us going, "Oh, did he do that?" But I mean, yeah, genuinely, just like <laughs> mental. Um, but I mean, Leicester managed to take advantage of the um, offside, like Spurs' goal being ruled out. Um, some poor defending for Pereira to make it 1-0 and then a brilliant goal from Madison to make it 2-1 yeah right on the edge of the box and why was Gazaniga in goal um, I think Lloris had picked up a knock um, I believe I'm, I'm not too sure about that um, but I'll just have a look I, I would have I put money on Lloris potentially saving that but a great finish by mm. Madison nonetheless oh it was um, it was because he were, his wife had given birth and that was why oh ok Sunchu he was good yeah I mean he's having a decent season isn't he um, I mean I've heard some Western fans saying oh he's better than Maguire ever was and I mean I feel like that's a bit of a stretch um <sighs> But, yeah, like, I mean, it's... They're similar sort of players. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I just feel like it, it is a bit of a stretch, really, to have, um, to make, say that Soyuncu's a better player, but, I mean, you can tell, like, just in the start of the play, like, um, like you said, they are similar players. Um, I think Soyuncu's probably a bit more comfortable on the ball though um, whereas Maguire possesses a bit more aerial threat yeah I mean he he was he was getting into like the um, Spurs like defence and making tackles it was insane yeah yeah um I mean, right. Yeah, um, and I mean, it was a deserved Leicester win for me, um, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Uh, right, I mean, have we got all else to say or should we move on? Uh, let's move on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll move on to the, um, Man City and Watford game. I mean, it'll this segment will probably be the same amount of time that it took Man City to score five goals. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, Watford are shy. I mean, Man City were good. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't play that well. Like Watford were just absolutely shite. The, I mean, was it six goals and uh, no five goals in eighteen minutes? Yeah, something like that. 
That's insane. That's... Well, to be fair, Lewandowski did that in nine minutes, but... <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Like... He's still mental, though, isn't it? Like... Yeah, and they were all five different scorers, so... Um... Incredible... Just absolute... Obliteration of Watford. Yeah. It just shows that they are... Destined for the championship, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... To be honest with you, I'd be surprised at this rate if... um, Kike Sanchez Flores manages to see Christmas at this rate as Watford manager. Like, I mean, the game against Arsenal, they did play well. Like, they probably deserved to win that game. But Jesus Christ, I mean, it, and it's not even like because it was Man City. Because Man City missed seven or eight chances. It could have been easily 13 or 14 nil. And it's mental that we're saying that. Um, but I mean, like most teams, not like. No one really goes to Man City and gets beat, like, more than 5-0, say. Like, you've got to be, like, an extra flavour of terrible to get beaten 8-0 by Man City. I suspect if you sent most of the championship clubs to Man City, they wouldn't get beat 8-0. Well, they're going to pre- they're going to Preston tonight, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's just... Are, are, they are this season's Huddersfield, aren't they? I mean, like, I don't think there's any dispute in that at this point. It just seems destined for them to be that. Yeah, just abhorrent defence. And, like, Huddersfield, they're failing to find the net. Yeah, um. Just shite all round, really. Um. I mean, as for City though, I mean, obviously, they wanted to make a bit of an impact after last season's shock result against Norwich, um, but I mean, they didn't even play that well. They, they should have taken more chances, I think, should say. Jesus, settle down. Well, you wanted it to be double figures. Well, it, it could have easily been double figures. Like, I mean, I think... Like it could have it could have easily been like thirteen or fourteen. Like genuinely, if they'd have been as clinical as they should have been, like I think after that first eighteen minutes, they showed a bit of mercy. Mm. Yeah, um, by only scoring three more. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it could have been thirteen, fourteen now. They just... Either way, it's, Watford were absolutely humiliated. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we say up more, we're just going to repeat the same points, aren't we? I mean, Watford shite, yeah. Man City good. There, summed it up for you. Um, yeah, if we move on to another Saturday game. Um, or, unless you've got all else to add about City or Watford. No. Uh, Should we go right. to your team? Yep, I was about to say, like, we'll go over to Turf Moor, we'll go to Burnley versus Norwich, and I just want to say, that was genuinely one of the best performances, or at least the best first half from Burnley that I've ever seen. Like, genuinely, we were, we had such a good first half. Like, we were just smothering Norwich. Like, they, they had no chance to play out from the back which is what they wanted to do um, and like they, they just persisted and I don't know why teams do this when it obviously doesn't work but they want seem to just persist to try and play out from the back like when it obviously doesn't work like and uh, I mean we've pun- we punished them twice for it I mean Chris Woods like he's got off the mark now Um Everyone who plays fantasy football, get him in your teams now because he is a form player, is Chris Wood. I guarantee you he will score against Aston Villa um, next weekend. But, yeah, like, genuinely, it was so good. Like, And everyone on that pitch put on a shift. 
Like, I mean, I know Chris Wood eventually got voted man of the match. Um, but, I mean, genuinely, any one of those players could have been man of the match. And, I mean, personally, for me, my man of the match was probably Eric Peters. Like, he played so well, like, during that game. And he's gone kind of under the radar a little bit um, at Burnley because Charlie Taylor is the better left-back. But Peters has... He's played really well. He's put in a massive shift defensively. Um, and, yeah, like... Norwich made Man City look average and we made Norwich look shite. So what does that say? Um, where do you think you're going to finish? Because um, this is definitely a better Burnley to Lassies. Although it could oh, be yeah. just a good start. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I think we're a good start away um, from being in top 10 last season. I mean, the Europa League, like, no matter what people tell you, it does really harm the start of your season, as we'll get on to a little bit later with the Wolves game. Um, but, I mean, I feel like, to be honest with you, a top half finish, uh, it's attainable. It's We could get it if we really pushed on. Um... I'm not going to say that's expected, and to be honest with you, I don't really think we will finish in the top half. I think we'll probably finish somewhere around about 11th or 12th-ish. Um, but if we do try and kick on, like I feel like we could easily break into that top half. I mean, Wolves and Everton are like two teams who you'd expect to be there. And they're really um, underperforming, like especially Wolves with the added constraints of the Europa League. Um, but yeah, I feel like a top half finish should probably be the goal this season. I mean, I know last episode I talked about avoiding relegation being the goal. Um, but I mean, 11th or 12th is probably... It, it, that's a good finish, I'd take that. Right. right, as an outsider, where do you think we'll finish? Where do you think we'll end up? Uh, upper mid-table. Between eleventh and thirteenth. Mm. Um, but you know, as long as you keep improving season by season, eventually, eventually you'll get into the top ten, like you did uh, two seasons ago. Now. Hmm. I mean, that was probably a little bit of a freak season. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's like... Oh. Like... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to fall into, like, the stalk pattern of, all right, we need to push on, we need to push on, we need to push on, getting too big for his boots, and then we get relegated. But, I mean, I don't also want to be in the Sunderland bracket of stay up every season... And then eventually we get fucked. Like you got to be able to find a balance between the two, because um, you got to improve every season. Like, but you don't want to get too unrealistic with your goals because it'll bite you on the arse. Um, so yeah, I feel like eleventh or twelfth is a bit of a decent finish. Um, but just to move on to Norwich for a little bit, um, I mean they just looked utter shite against us. Like, I mean, it, they were just terrible. Like, Timu Puki was absolutely pocketed by Tarkovsky. He did nothing. Like, I mean, and I mean, apart from, like, one save early on that Pope had to make, from Puki, actually, I think it was, um, like, he barely had a save to make all game, did Pope. Um, I mean, both fullbacks, Loughton and um, Peters, did a really good job. Um, and Taki and me, especially. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's not really one player what stands out because they all played that well. Like, and for Norwich, there's not really one player that stands out because they all played shite. No one in their defence that could have you know, kept the score at 2-0? Uh 
Ja, ähm. Also, uh, to be honest with you, we probably could have got a third or fourth. Um, I mean, it was a really good defensive display in the second half from us. Um, and I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't really truly confident until like the 80th minute or something, but that was probably because of the win that Norwich got um, last week. But I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. there's just like... Defensively, second half was really good, and attacking-wise, first half was really good. Whereas Norwich, like, I can't really tell you one Norwich chance, or like, apart from the time where they hit the post, actually. Um, but I mean, yeah, they weren't really, they didn't really have a clear-cut chance all game, did Norwich? Like, Um, was it Leitner who hit the post? Uh, I think it was, yeah. Um, he came on for Tetti in 13th minute because he got injured. Um, that was just before the second goal. Yeah, really strange performance by Norwich considering who they beat last week. I mean, it's just typical like Premier League football, isn't it? You're at home. You beat the champions, you deserve to beat the champions, playing some beautiful football, scoring three goals, like spirits are high, and then you lose 2-0 at Burnley. Like, it's just typical, isn't it? Like... Go on, love the Premier League. Um, should we move on to Everton, Sheffield United, unless you've got... Anything else to add? Um, no, I mean, like, that's all I've got to say, really. Um, I'm just positive about Burnley. Um, yeah, we can move on to Everton and Sheffield United, where at Goodison there's not so much of a positive feeling going around, is there? Um, no, I mean, <sighs> Sheffield United. In 90 minutes, managed just one shot on target, and they won 2-0. <laughs> um, the, the, the first goal coming from Yerry Mina, who put it in the back of his own net. Um, How he sort of tried to head it away, but he headed it in his own net, which helped absolutely no one. Yeah, I think it was just poor positioning, really, um, from both Pickford and Mina, to be honest with you. And then a couple minutes later, um, Henderson makes a great save to deny Richardson. Um, just there was no sort of standout chances besides that Rashardson one from Everton. In in the grand scheme of things, they had sixteen shots, just three on target, and it it just shows that the the amount of money the the spent on these new players was basically wasted because they did nothing. I mean, Keane is looking pretty average in the Premier League. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just like... Ugh. It, I mean, we were saying like, oh, uh, why isn't Keane starting over Calvert-Lewin? And I mean, he is probably the best striker overall. But I mean, yeah, like you said, he's just looking average, isn't he? Um, but I mean, I think that's how you can sum the whole Everton team at the moment. It's just average. like, And that's the better players. Like, I mean, uh, when that second goal went in, and at full time, you could hear really loud boos uh, coming from the Everton fans. And I've read quite a lot of criticism online for... Um, 
Marco Silva. Um, what do you think about his um, time? Is it limited at Goodison or do you feel like he can pull himself out of this? No, I feel it's limited. Um, their style is very reminiscent of Arsenal, probably more towards the end of Wenger's reign, where they love to keep the ball, but they just do absolutely nothing with it, and then they get punished. Just they need some new ideas, and I think Marco Silva needs to go. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I feel like a change of manager. Um, maybe not this early on. Um, maybe give him, like, until November or something. Um, like, just give him a little bit more time, maybe. Um, but yeah, I feel like... Well, I'm not going to say he's got to go. But he's got to go. Like, um... Yeah, it's not, it's not looking good for Everton under Marco Silva. Um, and yeah, I feel like... A change of personnel will be good. Who who would you um, say should be brought in as a replacement then for him? Because I mean, there's not too many managers who are available at the moment. I mean, who are you going to bring in? A Tony Pulis and Alan Pardew? Um, I'm trying to think of that. CSK must go manager. Search him quick. Goncharenko, is that who you're on about? Who? Oh, obviously not then. Um, well, he's the current manager of CSKA Moscow. No, he got sacked, but he did really well for them. Alright. Oh, I can't think, but that guy, yeah. Yeah, I can't find him. Um, but I think it should be him, whatever his name is. Yeah, whatever his name is. Like, obviously, he's a really good manager to show that you can't remember who he is. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, there's not too many options out there. Um, I'll tell you who. Like, I mean. He's a perfect fit for Everton. And I mean, also, we're going to be talking about Arsenal a little bit sooner as well. Um, and he'd be a perfect fit for both of those clubs. He's not in a job at the moment. He's currently being wasted on Sky Sports. And that is Mr. Jose Mourinho. He would be absolutely perfect for either of those teams. He would be able to sort out that defence. Like, and I'm sure he'd be able to get like Moise Keane firing again. I'm sure he'd be able to get the best out of like Richarlison. Like, I, I just feel like he's been wasted, the fact that he's out of a job. He still has things to offer to English football, and I feel like Everton would be a really good job for him to go to. Because, I mean, he's not going to go to the likes of Liverpool or Man City, obviously. So, I feel like Everton, because it's not a top six club, but it's still someone who's trying to push into that top six. I feel like... Mourinho would do a really good job at a club like that. Because that's not really easing him back in, is it? Well, maybe it doesn't need to be eased back in. Maybe he'd be better off being thrown in at the deep end um, and seeing how he does. I mean, you always get the um, honeymoon period with managers. Um... Uh, and I mean like obviously I'm sure you'd get that um, at Everton if you came in like I mean I just feel like he's the perfect player to sort out that defence because I mean they've like they just don't have a good defence to Everton like but they've got good defenders like 
And I feel like Mourinho will be able to sort that out. I've found him. I found the guy. Massimo Carrero is called. Uh, he's managed uh, Juve, um, the Italian national team, and Spartak Moscow, and he's uh, he's won all sorts from the Serie A to the Russian Super Cup, Russian um, Premier League. I just think, just someone who doesn't have that coaching record like Mourinho where if he fails it's not under the microscope mm, yeah um, I mean he sounds decent manager don't get me wrong but I mean the Russian league it's not exactly like it's the league or the Bundesliga it's not exactly a high intensity league um, but I mean yeah, I mean, they'd probably be better off. In my opinion, anyway, they'd probably be better off getting a proven coach with Everton who would be able to sort out the problems rather than taking another chance. Um, Allegri? Yeah, Allegri? I mean, if if he would come to Everton, I mean, that'd be a really good shout. Um, I mean... Laurent yeah. Blanc? I don't think Blanc could go to Everton, um, to be honest with you. I mean, I know we're talking about Marino and Allegri, and I mean, they're pretty, like, unrealistic. Um, but, I mean, I don't think Blanc could go. Like, I, I think a very realistic candidate is Claudio Ranieri. Ah, yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I mean, he couldn't really get that Fulham defence sorted out, but, I mean, I don't really think many people will be able to sort out that form defence um, to be honest with you I think he was unfairly sacked by both Leicester and Fulham um, I feel like he could have offered more to both of those clubs um, and yeah I mean it, it could be a good option um, I mean personally I feel like the best option would be Mourinho if he'd come but I mean, Ranier is not a bad backup option for Everton. No, um, but his being with Man United and then Chelsea and then Everton just a bit of a weird, you know, sort of. Resume, considering he's managed the likes of Inter Milan, Real Madrid, you know Porto, yeah, and then he goes I, I to Everton. I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, is there really any teams of that caliber? You know, the likes of Chelsea, the likes of Man United, the likes of Inter, obviously the likes of Real won't, uh, but even the likes of Porto, like, is there anyone? Who would be willing to bring in Mourinho at this point? Like, apart from like Arsenal, maybe. Like, there's not really anyone who I could think of. Like, who would be doing that? Monaco, because they're absolute shite. <laughs> they've got yeah, the but money. I feel like, yeah, they've got the money. Um, but I mean, so do Everton. Like, spending close to hundred million every every summer window. Um, but I mean, I think that's they're probably about on even footing nowadays. Anyway, and Monaco and Everton like two years ago, I wouldn't have said that. Um, but I mean, there's not really much of a difference currently between Monaco and Everton. And I mean, Everton would probably be the more attractive proposition for Mourinho. Like. Um. Is Mourinho stated that he wants to get back into managing? Um, I th I seem to remember him saying that um a couple of months ago or something. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, 
but I mean, yeah, like I'll just have I'll just have a quick look. But I mean, yeah, I can't imagine that he'd be happy sitting on that pundit like squad. And I mean, even if he is, if someone came in with the right offer, I'm sure he'd be willing to be persuaded to um, come back. Yeah, I've just found someone what he said um, on in early August saying, I've not lost my fire, um, I need some time to rethink, but I'm not happy and I miss football. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, looks like he's trying to, what, he wants to get back anyway. So you want to give, you would give silver until November? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a little bit harsh to sack a manager off six games. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're nowhere near where they should be. Um, but I mean, the Premier League is still tight at the moment. I mean, Everton are down in 14th on 7th, and I mean, Bournemouth are in 6th on 10th. So I mean, there's three points separating them from the top six. So, I mean, even if they're not performing that well, like, just give them a bit more time, I think, like, and see if the results change. That's the thing. I mean, if the results, if the results are there and the football's perhaps not quite up to standard, you can forgive it. But if both are underwhelming, then that's when you've got to start asking questions, I think. Well, let's say they lose tonight to Sheffield Wednesday and then... Um, on the weekend at half five on Saturday you get absolutely smashed by City what would you say then? Because um, those are two very likely scenarios I'd, I'd still give him more time because I mean you, again you can't really judge a manager off of a game against City Like I, I, that is harsh um, and I mean a cup game I mean Everton are likely to rotate in that um, I mean it's more the games against what are after that the games against the likes of Burnley the likes of West Ham uh, Brighton Spurs like it's them sort of games what they need to be picking up points and I mean after the Man City game like I said Burnley, West Ham Brighton and Spurs I'd say if they didn't pick up more than seven points eight points from that I'd say maybe that's the time to get rid okay uh, shall we move on to Sunday uh, yeah can do um, I mean we've got two early games two late games talk about West Ham Man United first might as well United mm-hmm. I mean Look at the United, look at the Man United team, and it's just utter shite. I mean, not, nothing about that Man United team impresses me. Like, I mean, you look at De Gea in goal, right, who's not the keeper he was three years ago. Wambi Saka at right back, he's still good, but I mean, I'm noticing it more at Man United that his positioning's not really up to scratch. Because, I mean, you see him make all these amazing last-ditch tackles, but he shouldn't be in. He should have been in the correct position where he didn't have to make those tackles. Um, mm-hmm. Lindelof and Maguire, they're looking all right at the back. They're looking a bit clumsy, but I mean, not worse than anyone else like in that team. And Ashley Young should be nowhere near the Man United team. Um, but it's when you get into midfield where it really falls apart. I mean, you've got McTominay, who is. Bang average midfielder, like he he is literally Tom Cleverley, like two point oh, um, <laughs> for Man United. Like he, like imagine if he played under Ferguson, like he would have been nowhere near that Man United side. Um, no, Carrick could still be playing. Well, Carrick could still be playing, yeah. Uh, and then you've got Matic next to him, who is a shell of a player who he was at Chelsea. Um, yeah. Pereira, like Juan Mata, like again. The Daniel just, James is good. 
I'll I'll give him credit. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to be relying on twenty-one-year-old kid, like, to provide you with the creativity. Oh yeah, especially if you're Manchester United. Yeah, exactly. And then Rashford, who is a pace merchant for me, but he's the only real striker they've got. Like, he came off for Lingard because he got injured. Like, and they've got no strikers now. Like, <laughs> they just nothing about that team screams Manchester United. You know, when you think of Manchester United, you think about all the world-class players that they had. Because, I mean, go back to the Man United teams of the past. Even under, like, Louis van Gaal. I'm not even talking about under um, Fergie. Even under, like, Van Gaal. Like, you still had four or five players who you could look at and think, right, you can drag a team out of this. Like, you can get a team, like, three points from a game what they don't deserve it. Like, with the exception of Pogba, maybe... Like, there's no one in that Manchester United team who could consistently get them points. Yeah, I agree. Um, Van Hal obviously had De Gea in his prime. He had Rooney, um, Robin Van Persie, and Herrera. Um... Okay, that's about it. But um, uh, Juan yeah, Mata was still performing well. Yeah, he got nine goals in the league of that season. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not the uh, type of player yeah. he was at Chelsea. Like he was world class at Chelsea. Mhm. I mean, who are they going to play up front this? I mean, who have they got in the cup? Let's have a look. Got Rochdale oh, at home. So, but they I got mean, Arsenal on Monday uh, with no striker. Uh, I mean, looks like young Mason Greenwood perhaps is the option that um, Solskjaer is going to turn to. Oh wow! Who knows? I mean, that's threatening, like, striker. Like, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, West Ham, um, they were clinical, um, deserved the win. Yeah, but they didn't play that well, West Ham. Like, they, they were no, bang average. they deserved the win. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yeah, Man United were off. It it would it would. West Ham played average, but Man United played shite. Like you put that West Ham side against a good team, like, and they would not have won that game, or or a team performing well. Like, it's just because Man United were playing bad, and West Ham managed to capitalise on it. Mhm. But what a goal from Aaron Cresswell! Oh yes beautiful free kick I mean we've seen quite a few like beautiful free kicks um, this weekend and that was one of them um, I mean they brought on that Angel Gomez or Angel Gomez oh Angel Gomez yeah um, he was shit yeah I mean he's been looking like someone who would start to break into that um, United first team for a couple of years now. Uh, he's not really had a chance to do so. Uh, but yeah, it didn't look all that. I mean, like, and the like, so like Chong, when they come on, they're not, they're not looking like brilliant, are they? Like, that's the thing. Solskjaer's rely. He says, oh, I'm going to bring up the youth. I'm going to rely on the youth this season. Like, that's good if you've got some good youth. Like, but he's got bang average players in his youth academy. Yeah. And then it's not like they're taking the spots of world class players. It's bloody McTominay, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And I mean, we're complaining about that Man U first team. But I mean, the bench is just terrible. Like, there's no one who can come on off that bench and make an impact. The person who's going to make the most impact coming off that bench is Jesse Lingard, and I think that's all that needs to be said. Like, 
and then after the game, Ole out was trending. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I say keep him. I, I like I like what's going on at the moment. Well, I mean, of course you would. You're a Chelsea fan. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, uh, I don't really think you can blame Ole because he just doesn't have the players. Like it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't really rate Solskjaer as a manager. I mean, the only thing he's done in his career is get Cardiff relegated. Um, but, like, is You can't really blame Ole, like, for the fact that the likes of Scott McTominay and Andreas Pereira aren't performing. Like, it can only do so much with the players. Like, Yeah. I mean, they spent shit loads on that defence and they go and lose 2-0 to West Ham just speaks volumes yeah shocking yeah. Mm, yeah um got what else to add or have we move on uh, let's move on yeah we'll move on to other early kickoff then Arsenal and Villa uh, what do you make of this game Harry uh, even Stevens, the the result was fair reflection of the game. Um, nobody outshined anyone. I think it was um, maybe when Wolves went down to ten men, the advantage sort of went to Palace, but they made nothing of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just tip same, old, same, old, really. Um, Arsenal with some terrible defending. Villa with some poor defending. Arsenal? Like, Arsenal, yeah. Ars- I thought we were talking about, we're talking about Paris Wolves, aren't we? Oh, yeah, that was a, oh, that was a late game, wasn't it? Paris Wolves was the early game. Oh god, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about Palace Wolves then. Um, yeah, I mean, Europa League has really affected Wolves, hasn't it? Like, I mean, again, they they haven't got a win in six games. Like, I mean, Palace should have punished. They like, lost team Wolves, to do though. that. I don't know it's just Wolves and Watford who haven't won that season. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's not good that you talked about in the same breath as Watford, like, for Wolves. Um, I mean, Palace really should have capitalised on Wolves because they did look terrible, like. Um, terrible defending from an own goal from Dendonka. Um, and I mean, Saris got sent off as well. I mean, do you think that was correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can argue. There were two bookings. Uh, and, I mean, late on as well, like, Jeffrey Schlupp, I want to uh, point out specifically, because he had a really good chance. It was one-on-one, and he should have finished it. Um, but he couldn't do it. Um, and then Wolves break. Ward misses a header, and Jota manages to finish it 1-1. I mean, that's the second time this season that um, Wolves have been saved by a injury time goal um, and yeah it's, it's not looking good from Wolves is it? No um, they're in deep deep trouble I mean this is a completely different Wolves to the one we saw last season and even with the Europa League impact on them they have done squad rotations as to where it shouldn't affect them too much, but obviously something's gone wrong behind the scenes. Well, I mean, it's not even necessarily the Europa League, it's just it's the qualifiers of the Europa League what can be a killer, because you're starting the season six weeks before anybody else, um, and I mean, like it's just tiredness from from all that intense training, all the flights that you have to take, like, it, 
it just wears the players out if you don't have the squad for it, which we didn't last season, and it don't look like Wolves have this season. I mean, we must have spent a lot of money this season. I mean, they signed Jimenez, then Dunker. Catrone. Can't remember any other. Yeah. Um, the two Lazio lads. Mm, yeah. That's kind of gone to waste. Hmm. And some yeah. of those players aren't even being played, so what was the point? I know, I mean... I mean, you you do need depth. Um, if you're playing at your role league, and I feel like that's something that Wolves have done better than we did last season, which is recruiting squad players. Um, but by the looks of it, they need to recruit first-team players. I mean, they're a shell of the team that we saw last season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Palace are doing mm, better than I thought they would. Um, mm, I don't know yeah. how, how things are with Zahar, but again, he's going missing in games. It mm. just seems a bit of a waste of a spot when he plays. Yeah, um... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is obvious that he don't want to be there, really. Um, and I think it shows in his um, performances. But, I mean, he is probably worth keeping just because he has that quality. Um, like, even if he shows it in flashes, like I think that's probably still worth it for Palace. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I think it just frees him out just to... If he's just going to play crap, then just freeze him out so his market value doesn't fall too much. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, else you want to talk about or we move on? Um, don't you have to stop now? Right, well, we'll, um... Move on to Arsenal game then. For some reason, I'd wrote it down as early kickoff. I don't know why. Um, I mean, yes, yeah, same old, same old, really. I mean, sloppy defending from Arsenal, poor defending from Villa, um, and Arsenal managed to outscore their opponents. Um, it's typical, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Pepe finally getting his first goal. Um, but Arsenal shouldn't be in a position where they're going uh, 1-0 then 2-1 down to Aston Villa a nearly promoted side at home as well I mean it's always hard to go to yeah. nearly promoted sides away um, but at home they shouldn't be going they shouldn't be going down um, and I mean Maitland Niles got sent off um, when it was 1-0 Villa I mean, do you think that was right? Do you think them two yellows were fair? Yeah, I think he's a average player. Uh, I don't rate him. Well, I mean, he's not really the main right back, is he? I mean, once Bellerin start, once Bellerin gets fit, like he won't be playing, will he? Good, he's shit. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't matter where you put him, I think he's crap. And Arsenal have a really bad problem with discipline because even their goalkeeper's mm. getting a buck in. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty poor, isn't it? Um, but yeah, um, I mean, apart from the class free kick, though, um, from Aubameyang, like, all four of the goals came from bad defending for me um, what do you think about that yeah I agree uh, but I mean yeah like 
Arsenal continuing to outscore their opponents to win. And I mean, at some point, it's got to come back and bite them on the arse, hasn't it? I mean, surely, I mean, because I mean, they've not really played any big teams apart from Liverpool, uh, where they got absolutely slapped. But I mean, I mean, they've got Manchester United, and then they've got some pretty easy games. Um, until really about December time when they play Man City, so I mean, the it they've got a good couple of months to try and sort out the defense. Like, yeah. Um, Arsenal doesn't like spend, and they've only given Emery um, a fixed amount, which I think he's already completely spent. Well, I mean, you say they don't like to spend. I mean, how much did they spend in the summer? I mean, 72 on Pepe. Like, brought in yeah, David Luiz. Yeah, paid over the course of three seasons. Hmm, yeah. But, I mean, like, there is certain players, I mean, we don't know the prices of. I mean, how much was Saliba? Like, uh, 20... 20 And they just went and loaned him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a waste, wasn't it? I mean, they could um, could do with maybe recalling him from loan. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got to be better than Louise is playing. He's crap. I mean, who was he at the back with today? What was that? Not today on the. Who was his partner? Uh, uh, it was Socrates, I think, Socrates. wasn't it? Yeah. It looks yeah. like that's the main defensive partnership. Um, I mean, it's not really working, yeah. is it? Um, but, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, else to add, or have we to move on to the final game at weekend? Move on to the final game. Uh, right, well, I'll just let you have the floor then, because the last game's Chelsea versus Liverpool. Yeah, um, admittedly, uh, after Salah set up that free kick for Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, I went off to my room, because I was like, this is going to be 4-5 now. I mean, scoring in under a quarter of an hour, obviously, going to affect, you know, your confidence. And then immediately after, Emerson has to come off for Alonso, and uh, I'm pretty vocal about Alonso. Um, good shit. Mm. Then <laughs> Firmino set up by Robertson. Um, they make it two now. Um, just I was I was thinking at that point, yeah, it's going to be another two before half time. Even when Chris Jensen had to come off for Zuma, I was like, okay, we've got Zuma and Alonso at the back, facing Firmino, Salah, Mane. But somehow we kept him out for the rest of the game. I don't know how. Um, uh, Kante goes and scores a lovely goal um, outside the foot finish um, that's been a weakness of him you know attacking Ooh. but you know as Pequeta sent him up there um, brilliant goal um, puts us right back in it Klopp uh, he panics and has to take off Milner has to take off Mane for Milner um, I'm assuming that's you know, to keep it as it is, which it does. Mm. Um, yeah, we had a, loads of big chances where we could have equalised. Just, I mean, as good as Abraham was, he did miss a lot of key chances, like the one-on-one -on -one with Adrian early on in the game. But, 
you know, there's a few positives to take away from the loss. Because, honestly, I was expecting a 4-5-0 loss. I'm just happy we scored. Yeah. Um, I heard me saying that three years ago. I'll agree with you there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty improved performance from Chelsea, I think. Um, defensively, especially. Um, and, I mean... Like when Alonso came on, and when um, oh Christensen came on, no Zuma came on for Christensen. I thought, Christ, it's going to be five or six like for Liverpool, but no, um, it was pretty good. Um, I'll say, like, and especially going forwards, like there were positives to be taken from the game for Chelsea. I think, yeah. Um. I mean, we can rotate tomorrow night against Grimsby, so I'm glad we all went, we went all guns blazing with you know sort of midweek game where we can rest the our biggest players. Yeah. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just it'll be interesting to see. I mean, who have Chelsea got next? Just quickly check. Well, we've got Grimsby, obviously, but. Yeah, but I mean, uh, we got Premier League, we got next. Ah, right, so. I expect to win there. Right, is it at home, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, so, um. Should be three points there. Um. But, I mean, yeah. Um. Just feel like there's some positives to be taken out of that from that game. Um, mm-hmm. Right, well, I mean, that's it for this week, I guess. Um, I mean, have you got to plug, Harry? Uh, plug my Twitter at HazardChelseaFC. Yeah, and I'll plug mine at IWGPCrispyFC. Uh, and you can follow the podcast at AntiFootballPod. Um,. I mean, that's it for this week. Uh, We'll see you next time.